Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the VK Bros. Today you've got not the VK Bros, you've got one of the VK Bros, Alex Von Kennel, but also a special guest, a good friend of the show and a good personal friend of mine, Chris Butenhouse. Hello. Um, first of all, do you want to plug your show? Oh, my show, yes. Um, I have a podcast of my own with a friend of mine called Daniel. Uh, we have a podcast called The Music Bar Podcast. It's on YouTube and also on uh, um, audio on Apple and Spotify. Um, yes, it's about music, and that's what Dan and I have uh, loved ever since we met each other back in '97. So it's all about um, music and metal and what's been going on in the world with music. So as in as in metallurgy, like uh, different types of metal and what you could what application you could use those metals for. Um, no metal music, thrash. Metallica, oh, yeah. Pant yeah. well, Metallica, Pantera. Metallica, are they new? Is, uh, that, no. a, is that a new band? <laughs> no, they've been around for a little while. Okay. Yeah, okay. they've been around for a little while. But yeah, no, just a lot of music in general and all the things that happen in music. And at the moment, obviously, there's a lot of bands playing with um, singers who can't sing very well at the moment at their age. Um, so we've been discussing that a lot. Vince Neil for one and Joe Elliott another. I've seen, I, I've seen them Motley Crue live. Yeah. And yeah, I was looking at oh, i was looking at my friend that took me here who was a big fan i was like what's this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, who's yeah. this guy yeah, <laughs> but no, everything else is awesome it is a lot so of good, head on over to um to chris's show get check YouTube, it out instagram we'll put a link we'll put a link on our on our video we'll make sure that jason does that jason is out because mm. he's got he's crook his whole family has been absolutely decimated yeah um which is always good fun uh i'm fine you're fine. I'm fine. We're here. Yeah. Um, bit Thanks of a for bit me. of a bone to pick with your with your podcast though. Oh, really? I've been I've been waiting for a Primus. Yes, you've asked me a while episode. ago to do a Primus. Um, I just, Particularly on the album Frizzle Fry. Yes, I haven't listened to it for for a while now, yeah. and I will get to it. I'll do a get on it um, one day about it. But um, they've just released a new album too. Yeah, I'm about to. But uh, I will get to it. But yes. something I've well, on the music front, something I don't do. So I don't do late, like I don't do new music. No, no. I listen to first albums or first yep. two albums. And then, and I, I have this theory, right? I think I like, I think I like the first albums of artists because that's the hardest time that they've had. And the things mm. and the subject matters that they sing about have real pain real issue in them yeah. and it's very hard when you've released your sixth album and now a multi multi multi-millionaire <laughs> to whinge about you know your tax bracket or like how big your pool's gonna be like i i can feel that in yeah, yeah. in music as they as they go on well they come out of a garage band and they go into stage and they work and travel the road and do lots of touring in a bus and now they're doing jet and you know jets and all that i can see your point they've done it hard they've done the yeah it's really raw i guess you could say yeah yeah yeah. um and it's close to home and then later on it changes a little bit yeah <laughs> like and, and i just i don't know i, don't know, I just I, I find it very hard some of my favorite bands like my primus is one of my favorites yeah but i don't listen to any of their late stuff really? i only listen to the old stuff metallica's oh, yeah. the same i like all the old stuff yeah i'm not a big fan of the new stuff I mean, obviously, Pantera was best early days. Well, yeah, if you listen to their very first album, Power Metal, with Phil, yeah. you wouldn't like that. That's glam. And they changed over when yeah, they went to Capitalist right. for Hell, so they decided to go a different direction, and they made it. That's um, what I... So yeah. was there a Pantera album that was a glam rock band? Well, they were glam, yeah, called Power Metal, before Cowboys for Hell. 
Right. I didn't mm. know that. There you go. You learn something new every single you day. You should watch a podcast more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's, um, yeah, have a listen and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Um, some big stuff has happened like today and yesterday in mm. the news, and, and we'll just quickly touch on them. Uh, Jason's obviously the big sort of conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Um, but he's not here today. But the big one was Shinzo Abe being assassinated. Now, for those that don't know, Shinzo Abe was the longest-serving Japanese prime minister. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the current prime minister, but he was was, uh, basically at a rally talking about, like, you know, running for office in uh, whatever whatever political party that he's in. And an ex-Japanese military... Uh, man in, in his 40s I don't believe so yeah with a handmade from shotgun. what I looked at shotgun like a double barrel shotgun uh, shot him twice in the back like and yeah. this is all televised and and uh, he was unconscious at the scene but I think he's since passed yeah yes so that's I mean like when's the last political assassination that we've we've seen this yeah I know it's, it's crazy that that happened to someone who's former that's yeah. what blows me away more than anything else, the fact that he's actually a former player, not sitting. Yeah, I would like to know more about the motivations behind it. Like maybe what was the, I mean, ex-military could be, you know, a lot of, lot of PTSD, a lot of, you know, um, um, obviously I'm massively assuming here, but yeah. you sometimes might be doing jobs that you don't necessarily really feel aligned with. And that would have been that... PM who put those in place when he yeah. was serving, so he's pretty getting back at him now for doing something back in the past. Yes. There's footage of him standing behind him for quite some time, actually. Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he was standing behind quite far. I'm not talking like close, but quite far um, behind the former PM, and yeah, it's shot in the back. So you would, obviously, you're um, way older than me, like on a different scale of age mm-hmm. like when whenever i talk to you i need to ascertain whether the year we're speaking about is bc or ad <laughs> but i mean there has i mean there has been it's not like there has been no political assassinations in mm. in our lifetime no um anyone i can think of well they tried to they did shoot uh ronald reagan right he survived that um i thought they would have probably gone for trump yeah i actually had a suspicion that someone would try to get him because everyone actually i remember you us having the conversation yeah yeah yeah. i really thought that he would be one that someone would go after because people really just did not like him yeah um but no there's not not that many around like there's oh wasn't there one in journalists i think lately oh yeah (laughs) that was the other one there's a um there's a journalist in in uh, Israel or Palestine, who looks like they've been shot by Israeli troops and American, mm-hmm. and the government's kind of saying, oh, you know, accidents happen and uh, we're yeah. not going to investigate it any further. Yeah. So that's no good. Um, yeah, so this We don't want to see it. <laughs> it's not... No. I, I mean, I've had conversations with people that, that think it's a good idea, and you're like, but what... What regime change has that ever caused? Mm. Like, it never, it never gets you a result that you want. No, of course not. Yeah, so... No, I'm surprised by... Like you said before, I'm looking forward to seeing what the motives were for mm. this fellow. They, did, they caught him straight away. 
um, pin him to the ground and took him aside. So he's still alive. Let's see what happens when the news comes out. It was only what yesterday it happened, so yeah. we don't really know a lot about it. Um, but we'll we'll learn in the next couple of weeks what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. It, it, I'm not sure if everyone's speaking about it. I only noticed it on Bloomberg on Twitter yeah. um, as it was happening. But I, uh, I saw it pop up in the news um, after four minutes it happened. Was that it? Okay. But it was, he was still alive then, but yeah, he yeah. passed ever since. So. And uh, Japanese politics is rough. Like, um, I remember, I don't know a huge amount about it, but what I do know is that you've never done the right thing when you're in Japanese politics. No. So no matter what you do, it's wrong. you're just going to get shot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. So, and, but he was the longest serving, so it must yeah, have been. Must have been pretty good. Yeah. So there was that. Now, the other big thing is it looks like Elon Musk has pulled out of the Twitter purchase yeah that's not good for freedom well it depends okay so i knew obviously we had we had texted it, um and and you had sent me something and i, I didn't address it then I'll, because no. i was going to address it now yeah. which is is it no, i don't know now you're saying that i'm assuming because you wanted to see what a post musk twitter world looked like mm-hmm what if he's just taken the legs out of it for free? So what? So the, what I think he's he has done now. Now I, I did genuinely believe he was going to go through ahead with the deal. So like this is. You still think he will? I, I don't think it's over over. Right. Okay. But I always thought he would still get it. But I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. Look, the main the main reason is probably the value of both his company and his assets, and the value of the of Twitter's assets have taken a massive dive due to global markets. True. So that's one thing, right? Puts a lot of pressure on it. Uh, But B, has he now exposed all the things that he wanted to expose without having to front $44 billion? Things like bots, things like the number of bots, which Mm. there's still an argument, you know, Twitter yeah, yeah. still thinks that there's 5% Twitter bots. So Elon got to go around from junket to junket to junket to junket to junket to, junket to laugh at people who suggest that 5% of Twitter's are uh, for bots. Mm. Has he now been able to uh, have people discuss the damaging algorithm? Yeah. You know, has he been able to use that in a, in a has he been able to speak about that to a larger audience now? Um, so you say it's like a big research thing he's just done. Yeah. And he's checked it all out and now he knows what it actually is because he had the inner workings of it all. Well, he knew it was bad. Mm, I have yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I think he knew it was bad, but this is a way that he's now allowed to expose the the, the badness. Yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah, all but confirmed. Um, but we'll we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't think he's formally come out and say, I think it's... Uh, in my understanding as of today it's just mm. talks that it's that it's not happening okay um do you think you could start his own i don't think anyone could start their own no no no, no. i don't think anyone so i mean truth social would, would, would have been trump's one probably would have been the best you would assume that 70 yeah. million people would have logged on straight away but it's not been the case and they haven't been able to make the tech yeah. as as sweet as what the existing ones are i think the key is going to be uh like a web 3 version uh, it's yeah. not going to be anything on Web two is dominated by the big tech guys. Yeah. So Web two and and just so people know, lit, 
think about this for a moment. The entire internet as we know it is siphoned through basically three companies, right? Mm-hmm. Which is Google, Amazon, Facebook. and Meta. Meta yeah. yeah. So why, like, they effectively own the internet. Yeah, true. And that's where Web3 comes in, which is going to be decentralized. So I, I think any... I think anything that's going to go up against those guys, mm-hmm. those companies, will have to be a Web3 protocol, a decentralized protocol. Yep. And there are some players in that space that are trying, but you're not going to just be able to replace Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're so big. Are here forever? Not forever. <clears throat> and look, they. I, I think Meta's user base is already going down. They'll slowly wither and die. Mm-hmm. They're... Um, the boss of Binance, CZ, tweeted uh, something along the lines of, they're not going to need to sell your data on Web3 because you're going to pay for a like microtransactions to use the service, yep. which is what I've been saying this whole time. That's why I pay for YouTube, right? Yep. Like so, I pay, yeah, and you get great value out of it. Absolutely. You never look back. No. Yet some people still think that ad model is great. Well... I mean, you're you're watching the ads, plus they're gathering all your data to then feed yeah. you ads for to for you to buy and consume shit that you probably don't really need. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the yeah the fu- the, the Web three future, um, I think is very bright. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunity out there. I'm actually meeting with a Web three developer next week. Hey, really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So. Uh, I've had a recommendation from a friend that this guy's a Web three lunatic. I think was his uh, was his words. So I'm um, excited to uh, to meet him and um, run through what I think mm-hmm. the future looks like. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I do know from one of your last podcasts you mentioned about Web three and this cookie business. Yeah, and I still every time I click on cookies, ever since you spoke about that, I think of the comment you made about why we're still doing this cookie business. It's, it's broken, ridiculous. Dude. It's broken. Yeah, it's just so stupid. Um, whoever says no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and... It's crazy. Uh, I think someone sent me a link to a collecting cars. So it's an online car platform. Mm-hmm. They sent me the link. I should be able to click the link and then see what the thing that, that they wanted yeah. to show me. But no, I have to click the cookies first. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to say, no, I don't want to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I, I want... The problem with the newsletter, suppose, uh, uh, sorry, cookies first, don't follow me around the internet. Yeah. Step one, you shouldn't need to. Okay, Kim, Kim, like, I'm getting off on tangents here because I was going to say, it's not like you go to a shop and they follow you around the shop, <laughs> but you heard about the good guys and um, some of those are using facial recognition in, yeah. within, their, within yeah. their shops. So they're pretty much That's doing that. Yeah, yeah. I just went and bought that to, to stick that back up. I went to Officeworks and I paid, it was $11 or something. And I said, what's your phone number? And I thought, oh, really? yeah, what do you need my phone number for? Like, I'm just buying tape. I'm just buying tape. And yeah. then they sent me, they sent me some text, right? Uh, she gave it to them? Yeah, I did. I did. But the, the I've actually got another... Um, so the future... So that sucks. Clicking on cookies sucks. Mm-hmm. Having to gather your data for newsletters because that's the only way that you can have... Like, be in your client's face before you've forgotten about. That's, to me, that's not what a fluid system looks yeah. like. That's not what, like, the ideal system looks like. And you would have remembered early days of the internet, like, where it was oh. fun... For sure. Dial up. 
Yeah, <laughs> well, like, but, but the, um, you know, message boards and remember when you had, like, your first email account, like, you never had 1,000 emails you hadn't read. No, no. Because um, you only had, you've only received seven emails in your life. <laughs> that's true. And characters were really low. Yeah. For typing, yeah, no, um, for sure. It's, it can be changed. It can be certainly changed for the future and better than what it is now and less tracking. Get away from that. Um, from what I used to use to what I use now, it's time for a change, time for an upgrade. For that's sure. the best way. That, that's the best way to put it. It is definitely time for an upgrade because it is in so many ways it's broken. I've actually got an idea and this is one that I don't mind sharing, sharing because um, it would help me if someone developed this other than me, only because I don't have the time, is a digital, <laughs> it's funny that you're here and not Jason, a digital identity. Okay. But I want a digitized token that represents you. Pe people have called it an NFT. I just don't want it to be an NFT or, mm -hmm. or, or categorized with NFTs. But imagine a token that represents you and has all your, your data in it, but it's all encrypted. So yeah. no one can see it when you're, when you're perusing the internet. Yeah. But what it does is it proves that you who are who you say you are, and if you're electing to purchase this item, that you are that you will pay for it. That there's no there's nothing untoward. And even if there's stuff that needs to get delivered to your house, you might be able to um, have your address in there, but obfuscate all the stuff that you don't need mm. on a form. Because think about how crazy how much information we give just to buy the dumbest like you. Tape. You yeah, buy tape. They've got my phone number, and all my name and everything is written there. Mm. Do they really need that? Mm. Apple was the first people to, when Apple Pay came out, they obfuscate your credit card number. So okay. one of the security th uh, aspects of the, you, you'd know this, yeah. is that when you like this, the, the the it generates a new credit card number every single time to keep your credit card details safe. So yeah. Well, why can't we do that with our name, our address? And I think it could be as fluid as a browser extension. I think you could have a browser extension that when you come to a form fill site, you just click it and it pre-fills whatever it needs and encrypts all the data so that it, it can't be used or sold or yeah. Yeah, patched, packaged up. Um, I think that would be a really, a really good thing. And then no more signing in. Yeah, so instead nice. of signing in, just click. Click, boom, you're in. Yeah, that'd be very, very nice, wouldn't it? So any Web3 developers out there, any crypto developers, if you want to build build that, or just contact me and reach out and we'll... Um, <laughs> so working on it. We'll, yeah. Well, to put it, I mean, there's got to be money in it too because you'd, you'd obviously make it part of your crypto wallet. Mm. And MetaMask, I read some article about MetaMask, which is a crypto wallet, browser extension, which I don't think is a very good one. But this is like two years ago I read this article. I think they're making $140,000 a day in revenue just from taking a lit small little clip every time a transaction goes through so wow. there's money in it yeah money in a lot of things like that this day and age yeah just don't call it an nft um but it, the problem is it is mm. like it is a non-fungible token yeah look but it is your personal one it's your identity i just don't want it to be i saw a funny meme i guess spending 50 million dollars on a picture of a monkey made us realize like we'd gone too far. <laughs> like we we had moved on too far. I get really frustrated with um, those sites where you go and put in your details, and they do a form for that for you. Like for instance, Seek, you load up your um, CV, 
with all your details of it and it copies across but does it all wrong it always misses everything ah yes and that's i don't know why they need all the information written down when they've got your cv anyway because that's what your cv is for yeah to give them all the information but they want to copy it across but it always gets it wrong it yeah put fill in all the boxes your address is always in different areas yeah so those kind of things need to be fixed because those things when i'm applying for a job I get so tired of just going, right, just put everything in my career of my employment. And it just takes much time. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'll find, I'll find a job as a narcissist kind of stuff. I, I had a conversation with someone during the week. I think Seek's broken. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Seek's doing anywhere near what it should be doing. No. And I think the problem is you've got a lot of government policy around, um, which I think Labor's actually just relaxed, which is a really good move. Mm. I, I'd heard that you needed to apply for 20 jobs a week to get your to get um centrelink payments oh wow so i was talking to a friend of mine he's like i get i get like i i put up web developer as a job and i get you know carpet cleaners applying for it or you know that's going through the 20. yeah yeah so and you've got that extrapolated by the amount yeah. of people that are out there that that, that are uh, are on centrelink and I understand what they're trying to achieve, mm. but look at what cost. Because I, if I was in the job market today, I would not apply through Seek no. ever, 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 ever. I had this conversation with Tasha. I was like, I am making a friend. That's what I call it. So yeah. ring around your whole network, find someone who has a tie to that, get in front of that person so you can put a name to a face and hand them the CV and say, this is me. Yeah. Um, someone sent... Oh, uh, someone had sent their CV in under the box of a Krispy Kreme donut um, box, <laughs> sent it into the office, and that had the CV in there. Oh, that's cool. Come on. Like, think about what your inbox looks like when yeah. you hate, you know, you're already overwhelmed with, with, with the bullshit in your, in your uh, inbox. Mm. Well, imagine putting a job up and getting 500 applicants. Yeah. How is that ever going to find you the right person? Well, I find with Seek, I don't have, I don't get a lot of interviews out of it. I think the algorithm cuts, cuts me off. But I know when I get an interview, I have a good, really good chance of getting that job. But it doesn't allow me to get to that point. So something's going on there anyway. Because It's I, not Seek. What is it then? It's the HR people sitting there and going, I've just got 500. What am I going to do? Mm. Control A, right click, delete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you can't, no one's going to go through 500. No one's going to go through 50. No, that's what I'm saying. The algorithm, whatever it is, could just cut them out if it hasn't got certain licenses already, like if you apply for a job mm. in the motor train and I haven't got a Queensland sales license yet because I'll get that when I get the job. If you haven't got that, cut him out. Yeah. Real estate. If you haven't got your license yet, cut you out. I'm not saying you can't go and get it, but they'll go, well, we haven't got it yet. We'll get rid of you first. Yeah. And that's what I think happens sometimes when you don't have a license for something or you don't have the qualification for it. The algorithm must go, let's shaft the thousand into 500. You know, whatever it is, 500 to 250, and then HR can go the rest. Because there's no way a HR lady's going to look at everybody and go, well, why would this person apply for a job with no license, which you can get down the track. But yeah. we'll get rid of you now. It saves me some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so many more to do it. See, I had, I had the idea, um, and I think I told you about this years ago, my vision of the future was that the gig economy was going to take over and, and young people wouldn't just have one job. They'd have five different jobs mm. and they'd wake up in the morning and decide what it is that they want to do. And yeah. it hasn't happened yet, but I, I don't, I still don't think it's a bad idea. Um, especially from like, uh, like work from home stuff. There's a lot of yeah. freelance, I suppose, that's available. Yeah. So I thought of like making a job marketplace where you had exactly what you're talking about, where 
you could say I'm proficient at Microsoft Word, you know, Excel, certain point of sale uh, um, things, blah, 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 blah. And it would just show, it would automatically show you the jobs that you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and that's where I think Seek as a, as a platform, I hate the fact that it's the biggest because mm. it sucks. It sucks, absolutely. I totally agree. Same as realestate.com. <laughs> True. I mean, let's be real. It's 2022. Why do we need a real estate agent? Mm. Good point. What does an agent do? They open the door for you when you go look at rentals. I can open the door. <laughs> you know, the person that's the person who has uh, the person who wants the result the most, i.e., the vendor, whether they be the the um, sales agent, mm. uh, you know, trying to sell the house or, or or trying to rent the house, aren't they the most qualified person to? Take you through it. The person who lives there? Yeah. As a renter? Would you as a renter? No, no. I mean, if you own the house. So if I'm the landlord. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, good point. That could work. So that's, there is another opportunity there for decentralization, which I think is because. But mind you too, saying that as a landlord, do you want to go and spend all your time opening doors and letting people through a house even though it is probably beneficial for you there's people out there who are pretty wealthy who can't be bothered doing that kind of stuff they would pay someone to do it so they pay the real estate agent so maybe less about rental and more about sales maybe so but even then would uh, would you want to be there and have to explain your house to people and i don't think know, houses need to be explained well, I've been, I'm on the market now to look for a place to rent. We own a house. We're going to sell it down the track very soon, hopefully move into a place. So we can go to a lot of open homes and there's always questions you have about like, for instance, solar mm-hmm. or the pool or, you know, if the pool's been covered by the owner or maintenance of the garden. Now, do you want to be there and answering those questions to someone who walks in over and over again? 10 times a week, you know, whatever it is. I don't think I would. I'd rather pay someone to do that. Tell me this, those questions that you asked these rental agents, did they know the answers? Yeah, most of the time. Okay. It's often written down in the, um, well, can be, but they often have that kind of thing in the description as well. But if you don't read the description like I don't sometimes, I'll just look at the house and go, quickly apply for a registration and go to the house. Mm. Um, this one we saw recently, which was um, 6.6 kilowatt, uh, solar system, mm-hmm. but you have to pay, and it's basically you have to pay half the electricity still. So you're wondering why, if it's 6.6 covering all the electricity, why are you paying half? So the owner must be getting some kind of money and they're not going to pass it on, you right. know what I mean? So to those kind of things, you have to go and ask. So yeah, maybe the landlord might be really good to speak to about that kind of situation because you will be wondering why you're not getting free electricity, but most real estate agents will know that. Yeah, because they'll be questioned, and if they don't, they can ask them and they'll find out. But I think just think um, I, can, I can see your point. Um, me personally, I don't think I want to speak to people and go, "Well, come through my house, I'll show you." Why? I'm just kind of bothered. I've got a family to worry about and go spend time. It's going to cost you twenty grand. Um, like, would you rather keep twenty grand? Yes, I would, and I know I've done a real estate, so I could do it, and um, but. I think maybe the real estate format it is now could change. So mm. you got you hire someone or you rent, you, know, you get someone 
just to do that. Like that's all they do. They don't sell. They just open our homes up for you. Yeah, there could be new markets there. I suppose my problem is that you can't list your own house on realestate.com unless you're a real estate agent. Until you're a real estate, yeah, exactly. Why? Um, no idea. Like, it just makes but sense. You, you can put it on Gumtree, you can put it on other things as well. Yeah. And they, there are ways of doing it. You can stick a sign at the front and say, I've got an open home this week, come and look at it. And because the housing market's pretty bad at the moment, um, not much around. Um, people who see it probably will come, but you, you are lowering your amount of people to visit by sticking a sign at the front of advertising it anywhere. But um, and do you really think you need that many people no, to look? Well, the house next to us, the unit next to us, we have a townhouse, and the townhouse next to us is up for rent at the moment. And they had, I think, five people turn up yesterday looking at it. Yeah, you only need one because that <laughs> that falls into like I get people approaching me all the time about listing my cars on their whatever website where the platform oh, really? is yep. and it's like we're going to give you this many leads and i've changed my tune over the years mm -hmm. i don't want masses of leads mm -hmm. i want high quality i want the smallest amount of, i just want the one person wants a car yeah exactly you right. know, if, if i had to think about what the end goal is the end goal is not just fill me with inquiry because each inquiry takes time yeah each each inquiry adds a layer of complexity you know, you might, you'll know this because we sold cars together. That's how we met. You know, you've got someone on, on one car mm -hmm. and then someone else comes in and, and you now you've got to balance between the two. You should give it first, write a first refusal, but sometimes it doesn't always work that way. And, and it's just a little bit complicated. I don't, in an ideal world, that's not what I want. What I, what I want is I just want the perfect person for that car mm. be able to buy that car. Yeah. That's what I want. So I don't want all your leads. No. And it's the same as, you know, uh, real estate's techniques around, you know, open homes. Let's just fill it with as many people as we can because that, you know, there's a psychological thing there that, that builds people's, um, you know, well, they're willing to pay more because they think there's more competition there. That's why auctions work sometimes because with an auction, you, you're getting everybody who's interested into a house within four weeks mm. and they've seen it and then the ones who like it will be the one, one place at once, you know, mm. and that's when you have a bidding war, which normally happens, um, and you get the best price. Didn't work for me. I've got $300,000 more not going through an auction. Yeah, it doesn't always work. No. I'm just saying it does help Cost getting me, all the people who are interested in yeah. one place. Um, they can find it out. And if it doesn't go, then you've got someone there who can put an offer in afterwards anyway. Yeah. Um, straight away, because they're right there in front of you. And your sales over within a, a month, pretty much. See, yeah. I kind of like to feel if I was an owner, so let's say we've deleted real estate agents or the majority of real estate agents and the ability for the landlord to, or the owner of the house to sell the house. If I had two hot parties there, I could say, guess what? We're doing an auction <laughs> between you two. Let's go. Just do a private auction. Don't need the pomp. Don't need the ceremony. Yep. Just have two people there slinging bids at you. Yeah. And, and then you're like, okay, just pick up the, the, the closest hard thing next to you and hit it on the ground and say, we've got a deal. Done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And look, there's, there's going to be lots and lots and lots of, um, well, see, Web3 could actually fix a lot of the real estate stuff like conveyancing. Yep. The fact that we have to go and get, we have to pay this money to go and get plans, council plans that were drawn up, you know, when the house was built yeah. that are closely, vaguely related to the property that you're selling. Yeah. But they're the gatekeepers of that information. Yeah. Well, if that was all sitting on a blockchain, then two parties could do it easily, easily, mm. directly with each other. And most houses get changed, and <laughs> the plans don't look the same half the time. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's 
it's time for an upgrade. It's definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely time for an upgrade. And there's so much opportunity out there. And I think if there's any young people out there that are that are um, uh, or or older people that are upskilling into like web development, you know, I'd be looking at blockchain, mm. like focusing on blockchain because it it will be the absolute game changer. Yeah, yeah. Got a question for you? Yeah. On the way over here, I was actually thinking, what will I ask you? And I had a mate of mine at my work, where I work now, currently talking about electric cars the other day. Yeah. And I walked in here today, I saw you got a little smart car sitting there, which I used to see yeah. every day when I lived in London. So, um, obviously Tesla's doing really well. There's a lot of companies out there doing electric cars. Um, what are your thoughts being in the car industry for so long and still now? Yeah. What are your thoughts on what you do with the batteries when they die? Well, you, at the moment, you throw them out. So what do you do with all the batteries that die that throw out? You mine them. So you resources. can actually do it and recycle them properly? You can, but whether that's done or not, it's probably not done here because it's not... Some, like, the Western world probably will not mine their own uh, they'll batteries. They'll send it to poorer countries where it makes sense for, like, economic sense for them to do it. Yeah. So do you think we'll ever have a world where it's own electric cars? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, electric cars are the future, 100%. Now, I'm a, I'm a car nut, you know that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I love motorsport, and it makes sense to have, like, electric motors are amazing. The fact that you can have an electric motor, Koenigsegg's got an electric motor that could fit, is like the size of a basketball, yeah. and can put out a 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. That, it makes it absolute sense that that will replace an internal combustion engine eventually. Batteries are the problem. The storage yeah. of the energy is the problem. But... You know, if if we get, so if we can figure out, like you know, people talking about solid state battery setups, people talking, uh, there's a there's a really basic like silicon based one where you you heat silicon up and as the heat dissipates, it creates um, energy. And silicon's re readily available, mm -hmm. um, not so much on the Gold Coast, but there's there's uh, everywhere else. There's lots. Um, you know, if we got. Uh, if we had better energy generation, i.e., if we just switched to nuclear and if we yeah. just if we just shut up and just did what we everyone knows is right yeah. and converted to nuclear, yeah. then we could um, be fine. Yes, you can. The problem is now we don't we physically don't have enough generation to convert every car to to electric now. What happens in when you have a let's say everybody has an electric car? But we know, even now, we had warnings the other day in Queensland that we're going to have power outages. Yep. And everyone was waiting for it to happen. And yep. It didn't happen luckily. They fixed the problem, whatever it was that was causing that, that warning. So imagine if that happens again, like Adelaide had a while back. South yep. Australia had the same issue. No power for a few days. Why would someone switch over to an electric car when that is a possibility? Yeah. Yes, we can use solar. Yes, we can store it in Tesla batteries on the wall. Whatever it is. Um, is nuclear the only answer to fix this or more green like um, sun harvesting or so i don't think sun harvesting is is the right thing because it same as solar power, panels only have a certain lifespan as well yeah, and then one more to throw out correct and, you, and we're not going to recycle those either so we're, we're going to chuck we're going to give them to a poor country for them yeah. to for, uh, for them to break them down as well and you know if like we just had how much rain did we get yeah. um 
you know, we had no yeah. sun for three months, effectively. Yeah. Like, what, 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 how's your solar generation going then? We should be going back to windmills when it rains. Well, yeah, yeah, right. But, the, okay, this is where this, this conversation gets really um, tricky. We should move to power generation that's not cold fire coal fired right mm. i truly believe that we shouldn't be burning we shouldn't be digging something out of the ground burning it and then using the energy okay mm. step one if there's a better way now is there a better way solar and wind i think i think in like the best countries in the world so it might be germany might be Netherlands, someone, something like that. I think the best country in the world is lucky to make 20% of their total supply renewable energy. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not sure, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's not that consistent. Therefore, you have to have a base load. You have to have something sitting there that's base load yeah. that, you know, if the wind's not blowing or the sun's not shining, you've still got energy. energy. Okay. Nuclear literally fixes all the problems. Yeah. The we have a law against nuclear in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, Andreessen spoke about it on Rogan's podcast just just recently. Okay. You know how many people have died from like the last two meltdowns, uh, reactor meltdowns, Fukushima and um, Three Mile Island. No, zero. No, really. Yeah. So everyone has this assumption. Even after the tsunami. Yeah. Not one person died. In sorry, there is one guy that died of cancer. But they're not sure if he had cancer before. Mm-hmm. So it could, be, it could be one. Or yeah. more likely, zero. Yeah. And that was a pretty updated uh, reactor. Yeah. Yeah. But the one that we hark back to is Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. How much Russian stuff are we using now, dude? <laughs> like, how many Russian products do we... Besides vodka, how many Russian products are we, are we using? Oh, no, not a lot. Um, okay, so if, 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 if the smarts of today built a nuclear reactor, mm-hmm. it would be in much better shape than what... Yeah any of these other ones yeah for sure, absolutely and the uranium is here and for the amount that you use for the output you get is unmatched mm. now nuclear fission is the next step which is so uh, a nuclear reactor actually uh, 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 so nuclear fission you're, form, you're putting two atoms together yeah. which is effectively what stars do okay so you're trying to create the energy of a star and there are multiple projects around the world now that are trying to harness that that energy. And once that's done, we don't need any of it. Yeah. We don't need anything. We only need nuclear power. You'll, you'll have nuclear fission. We'll supply all the world basically as clean as you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're probably 30, 40, 50 years away from that. So by that rationale, it'll take you 15 to 25 years to build a nuclear react a uh, nuclear power plant do we just burn some coal up until that point the fission comes out mm. do you know what I mean you've got to think about that too and let's not be let's <laughs> you know for every every ton of coal that we don't burn here still gets burned right yeah, yeah. just not by us mm. just by someone else yeah so is global warming does it you know does it know where like, does it account for what country is, you know, is the ocean only going to rise in China and India where they're burning it all? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just really saying. so to answer your question, yes, all cars will move to electric eventually. Um, there are some other thing irons in the fire, like 
uh, Porsche's opening a synthetic fuel lab in Tasmania. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only just read that a couple of days ago. So there's an idea that you can make biofuel. Problems with biofuel, I mean, we have E85, like 85% ethanol fuels. Mm -hmm. Hasn't really kicked off here in Australia. Um, it's mostly reserved for race cars, like my 86 is on E85. Okay. Uses at 30%. But I'm actually, like, I'm fixing the world's carbon when I drive that car. Because the carbon used to grow the crop to make the fuel absorbs more carbon than what I emit. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm, I'm reversing. When I'm at Lakeside, I'm reversing global warming. And we could do that. Yeah. But if, if the world moves to E85, well, now you don't have food crop. Because Where do you buy that from? Only United Servos, some United Servos, ha servos have it. Okay. And it stinks. But it, it gives you car like mega horsepower. So only a certain engine can use it? It has to be tuned for it, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Is um, it cheaper than E10? At the moment it is. Is it really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's made of um, sugar cane. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, so the problem, the problem if, if you moved, same as anything, if you move anything, if you moved all transportation energy over to another thing, you're going to cause all these problems that yeah. you haven't thought about. So if you change everyone to E85, yes, we're going to reverse, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to remove carbon out of the atmosphere, but you're not going to have any food to eat because no one's going to grow any crops. Farmers are going to grow yeah. ethanol. Yeah. Um, if we convert to electricity, yeah, we, we're going to need landfill to put all these batteries and, um, and we don't currently don't have the energy generation. Yeah. That brownout thing, you know about that brownout. We've spoken about it here before, but yep. I don't know if you've missed it. That was not a problem with generation. That was a market issue. No. Really? Yeah. They turned the machines off so they couldn't sell the energy at a loss. <laughs> okay. okay, so we have the, uh, the generation. Adelaide was different because I think they had a fire and some of the, like some of the transformers actually yeah. failed. And didn't Elon fix that? Did yeah, yeah. Battery yeah, because um, yeah. So look, do I like batteries? Yes, I like batteries. I love electric motors. They are the future. Um, Have you seen the new Lightning F one fifty? Yeah, I'm all over that. Oh, that's a beautiful looking car. I'm not a truck guy. No, I am. I haven't got one, but I'd love one like those. Would well, you know why I like this truck? Yeah, because you got something in the front you can lock your golf clubs in. Yes, this is my argument all along. All these people driving dual cab utes, you don't even have anywhere to put your golf clubs. No. You sit them in the back of the tub where they can get rain on, or you've got a hard cover, and they slide around back as a forwards, yeah. or you put it in the back seat, which you could do with any car. Yeah, That's always been my argument. So at least this one has, like, fixes that solution. Plus, it does, I think it's zero to 104 seconds or mm. something, so it's fast. Uh, I think that's very cool. Or would yeah. you go the F-150 or the Rivian? Oh, uh, I think I'll stick with the Ford. I'm not a big Ford lover, but the, they're a real car brand. The Rivian is a the tech Rivian's company. The Rivian's nice. It's got a nice little compact storage area under the back seats, so you get from outside. Uh -uh. They've thought of everything because when you take an engine out of a car, there's a lot of space to use, and that's why I've never owned a Ute because I don't want to go and put my shopping bags in the back of a Ute and then go play pick up sticks later on and pick it all up. You know, because yeah. I know you can buy little tubs for it and all that kind of stuff, but I just um, when I saw the F1. 50 lightning i'm like that's pretty cool and you can fit a whole i knew you like the golf club idea you can fit mm. a whole person there easily you can turn it into an esky if you wanted to it's yeah like a drain plug in the bottom very nice looking car and because we all know because we've been in the industry for a long time in the past that they used to sell i think a f 
truck every 33 seconds yeah. in America. The most sold car in the world is yeah. Lyft truck. So um, I'm looking because forward to Because of America. Just, yeah, of course, absolutely. Uh, because of that fact, um, you'd be interested to see all the owners slowly who have got them for years and years and years if they go across to the electric ones. Now, here's the other, here's the other issue is you're going to need the reason why trucks have been the easiest thing to electrify is because they they're big so you can put a big battery in it you can quote a large range mm -hmm. but you're going to have to like you're going to have to have a fast charge network oh for sure because you're not going to be able to charge thing at home well sorry you can but it i have a feeling that the average australian if you're connecting it at home you're probably going to run it at a deficit in terms of like well i had a charging overnight but i've woken up and i've only got 95 percent, and then the next day it's probably going to have 90 percent, and it's going to no. have do you know what i mean and then you're going to need a fast charge to to, yeah. to brim it um that's going to create different it's going to create different issues i'm not saying we shouldn't do it you know if you had a nuclear reactor if you had nuclear power here it. who cares yeah. like and and you know the other thing too is, are our roads ready for five ton trucks? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think the Rivian's three. No, the Ford might be four. It's huge. Like it's very, very, very heavy. And the other thing we've got to take, take in consideration too, when with the increase in electric cars is accidents, you know, these battery packs can burn for 24 hours, completely submerged in water. Oh, really? Yeah. There are videos on YouTube. Check it out. Wow. They dipped no a Tesla way. into the, into water, and it was on fire, and it did not go out. Wow! The 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 uh, I think it's the lithium or the cobalt in it or something. It's it really 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 flammable. Mm, so you're gonna have yeah. to retrain um, fire uh, Like apparently there's a there's like a master cable that you're supposed to cut. <laughs> but are you gonna cut this thing when this thing's a friggin' lightsaber? Yeah, you know what I mean. Water. So yeah, that. That's interesting. I'm, I'm very, 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 very pro electric technology. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm anti battery storage at this time. The current current battery setup they won't work. Yeah, that's what I was. But you need the innovation, right? You need to sell yeah. a whole bunch of these things Start to innovate somewhere. in that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Elon's done a good good job with Tesla. It's really brought it to the forefront. Um, Absolutely. And. I remember him in an interview saying he didn't care about uh, competition because he wants it because everyone should go electric. So the more companies are doing it, you never get one company owning every car. So that's just bring out different ones and they're doing it. And it's good. And you know that he got kicked off the um, ESG board, Environmental Social Governance Board. Well, people have no idea. So we know that these things are a scam. The guy who's who's changing the course of human history, the guy who's creating electrified transport yeah. isn't environmental. Who's recycling spaceships. Yeah, right. right. I love it when he talked about that. He's like, at the, uh, the way we do space travel at the moment, it'd be like getting on a bus, and when the bus drops you off at your stuff, the bus explodes. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? It's true, though, isn't it? It's true. He totally. came in and just went, okay, why can't we just bring it back down to Earth and use it again? And sometimes it didn't work, but he's done it pretty good. Has he's, he done 30 launches or something? Oh, something like that. And they're all recycled. Yeah. So why is he getting kicked off the... 
the ESG <laughs> book because it's, it's just, a scam. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Now he's also putting tunnels under um, um, Los Angeles because um, traffic's so bad, so that's going to help. Yeah, I heard that there was a traffic jam in the tunnel, though. Oh, I'm sure it's going to fix itself in the track. There'll yeah. be things they fix. Yeah. It all starts with an idea and someone with the, the guts to go and do it. Oh, dude. He's, he's it. I am massively pro Elon. Oh, same. Um, you know, it, it, I won't be getting relationship advice off him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He has, like, he has four sets of twins or something, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember talking to you back in the day when we worked together at um, Sharp. Yeah. I came in one morning and I walked in, did the opening of the yard, walked around, sat in front of you and I said to you, I have a deal today which is going to go bad, a delivery, mm. and I'm struggling with it to figure out how I'm going to do this because something was wrong with the car and I didn't know how the people were going to react. And on the radio on the way to, down to, to um, work, I heard Elon Musk was discussing how to put rockets up and, and return them down. Mm. And I said to you, I'm struggling to deal with this. And I'm the same age as Elon, and he's struggling to bring rockets back. So he's doing really well because my issue was nothing. Yeah, 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 it was like there was a swirl mark on the bonnet of a of a of a Commodore, yeah, yeah. and he was like, uh, "How do I return a hundred and fifty million dollar uh, rocket?" Yeah, uh, my life was on track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who gave me that? There was, um, oh, French president, same age as me. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's the president of France. Yeah. <laughs> you go, you go. Yeah. Oh, he's going well. He's yeah. going well. He's the one that's married to someone who was his teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, obviously a gay man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh no, I just have this. I, I have this weird thing about um, good-looking, young, successful men with much older, not so attractive women. I get it. When who was his, was his teacher at school? Yeah. But there's other people like Hugh Jackman. Same story. Mm-hmm. Not teacher, but... Yeah. Mark Webber. Another one. Full yeah, was I think it was his... I think I think she was his... Tri- it's like... There's like a 20-year differential. Oh, really? Right? Now, women are smarter than us. <laughs> right? That's usually why we go down, right? So we can intellectually align yeah. with them. Yeah. So these ladies, like big idiots, or you know, they got after people with money. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, are they harvesting young fresh meat for? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. I, I get it. Love is love. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> there's something. There's something not quite something right there. Right there. Yeah, enough, and yeah. maybe that's my being a traditionalist. You know. Good point. You know, there's mm-hmm. mostly you. You know, throughout. Mankind, primarily in the war in the Western world, yep. oh, and some other parts, <laughs> the the age disparity goes one way. Yeah, but um, yeah, not sure. Mm, put put your thoughts in the comments below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Now, what else have you got? Anything else that you wanted to um uh, uh, run by me while I'm here? Um, obviously, I've, I've had the dig at you about Primus, which well. You'll fix. I think Primus are a great band. Don't get me wrong. So nothing wrong with that. And we'll get to, we'll get to it on my podcast one day. Um, there's so much music out there which I've listened to in the past that I want people to know because in this day and age, people don't really buy albums anymore. Mm. They stream everything. You don't get the. I don't think you get the quality of fans like you used to. Like I'm a Metallica fan. I've been to that many concerts. 
I, when you go to a concert of Metallica, for me, it's like a family, a family gathering. This day and age, the young kids listen to one song, the next, next week there's a different band all together mm -hmm. or solo So those things have changed for someone who's, I'm nearly 50 this year, so um, I've been around for a while and I've seen it all kind of like happening with music and streaming has changed a lot. Do you think it's broken music? I don't think it's broken music. Um, I think it's beneficial in a lot of ways. Like I don't don't get me wrong. I buy physical CDs. I, I buy physical vinyl, um, kind of thing. Still now, but I still stream and I listen to an album on a platform and right. download it. Listen to it if I like it. I go buy the vinyl. Yeah. Um, the vinyls come back, which is great for me. I love the vinyl. Yep. Um, I love the artwork and everything. So. Those kind of things is something that I... What about monetization enjoy. for the artists? I don't think they get enough. No. Um, I, th I think what's happening with um, that... I don't watch the TV show, Stranger Things, but what's happening with that at the moment is amazing for Kate Bush and for Metallica. And what is that story? Because I, I haven't watched... Those. Well, I don't either, but I, don't, I haven't watched it, but I just heard that they had a Kate Bush song in there and it's back in the charts now, I believe, and um, the actual original Kate Bush song, right. just like Metallica... Um, in Stranger Things, I think the character's name's Eddie, and he plays Master Puppets from the Master Puppets album, um, and the solo, and now they're 400 times or something percent in their money for just from that. Interesting, oh, so just showing it to a new bunch of- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, people have been saying, you know, Metallica came out yesterday or the day before saying, um, we don't want people we're not a gatekeeper. We want everyone to like Metallica. We want everyone to, we're not gonna stop this from happening. So, um, so a few comments were written on there and Metallica got stuck into the fans saying, if you're a Stranger Things fan and you like Metallica because of that, then happy for you to do that because it's a different avenue mm. that they probably would never have heard um, the Metallica stuff from back in the day. So um, I think it all works well. I think there's pretty room for improvement down the track, but honestly, I just, um, I don't think there's any wrong with it. I I just feel like I feel like the whole music industry's financial system is broken. I think from the day um, back in the day when bands used to go and play clubs and do the row uh, the tour and the bus and try to do their own thing, they try to get a contract with a record company. Those days were really bad because the only people who benefited really with the companies like Capital and Universal and all those people who yep. signed them. And that's one thing- They were the gatekeepers. They were the gatekeepers and other ones who owned the music and they would pay the artist nothing pretty much, but mm. they were the ones writing it all and doing all the work and doing all the touring. And they're already, most of the time they were in their twenties or young, younger, you know, just, um, so I think those days are gone for good, which I think is really good. Um, a lot of artists now who like Motley Crue and these other bands who have been fighting to get their music back for so long, have had their rights, their music given back to them, and now selling their catalogs for a lot more to different people so they can use it, because they know once they pass away, like when Prince passed away, there was nothing in place for Prince and his music, and his family had massive big fights over it, um, had no idea what to do with the catalog. So it's good that those big bands, Neil Young and whatever it is, they can all go and try to find someone to use their music for the future, because these bands won't be around forever. Mm. So they're getting their monies now instead of back then when they were earning it on the road, you know what I mean? 
But see, okay, but those are the big guys, right? So yeah, the, exactly. The, the, but it makes room for the young guys to come, okay, well, this is what they're doing now. We, we have to do the same thing. I see, I don't, yeah, I don't, because I don't think those deals that you're talking about for these, the, the big the big guys are going to be fine. It's just yeah, for sure. whether they get paid $20 million, million or $200 million, like it's, they'll be fine. It's irrelevant to the young yeah. guys. But yeah. what I worry about is just the distribution of wealth for these new and up-and-coming guys. If you're, if you're purely streaming, like the pittance that you get paid. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. It should go up. For the amount of revenue that the the, the, the marketplace is offering, yeah. you know. I'm sure Spotify at 15 bucks times however many users there, there should be a better equity share of that music. Totally agree. You know, and that's why I, that's why I think a decentralized system. Imagine, uh, and this is podcast two point This is what a lot of the guys are trying to are trying to build, and where I think we're going to go to is direct payments to the artists. So, mm. let's say you put your album up on a decentralized um, network. Yeah. You know, um, and as you stream it, you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But once you stop listening to it, you no longer have to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, so then you're going to get direct, uh, uh, and and those funds only a very small, tiny percentage goes to the platform. The rest of it goes to the artist. Artist, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that to me seems like a fairer distribution than getting paid, you know, eight to the five hundredth cents per stream. It seems yeah, just crazy. I totally agree, and I think. If you're a new, I remember you talking to me a while back actually about um, t-shirts and bringing out t-shirts mm. and merchandise, but doing NFT ones. Or yeah, something. Um, those kind of things will happen. I think in the future, some kind of artwork or something mm. that you can buy to help the band support them in their earlier days. Mm. Um, and I think that's all going to happen in the track um, in some kind of form where they're going to get paid more because they need the money because they're working on music they need to make a living totally and they keep if they keep making a living they'll be able to keep making the music and it's just a circle they have to kind of like it's all new to everybody at the moment because um it's so different to what the olden days were yeah so it's all trying to figure out the bits and pieces how it all works the best way about it that might make more mistakes in the future they might go okay out of these ideas this one will stick these ones will change and eventually it gets to the point where hopefully they pay out us more. I also think a big problem is the algorithm. Now, I think oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of users will think, hey, it's great, They can do, I can just put one song in and it will show me everything that I want to hear. And, yeah. and in a lot of cases, it is what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to find new stuff. No. And it, that doesn't help the new crop coming, coming through because you're only going to hear what you're going to hear. Same as the Netflix, you know, when you open up Netflix yeah. and you see the same movies listed on the homepage, over and over and over again all that real estate used on that home page mm-hmm. is just is is the same 10 things shown over and over and over again yeah that's the algorithm pushing them which is just like what happens on all these um these streaming platforms where they push the guys that they've done the big contracts with yeah. to obviously get their money's worth out of it and therefore like it makes it even harder to break through because imagine like you talked about tool buses at least a tool bus you've got that face to face you don't even see your users. You don't even see your data. Yeah, true, true. And and you've got to fight in a space that you like. You can't even see your enemy, right? Yeah. So I I do think there is that's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of upgrades due to be made. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. And if you've got any um, cool tech ideas, um, please leave it in the in the comments below for us all <laughs> uh, all to see or, or reach out, and we might be able to put something together. 
But um, apart from that, thank you very much for joining us. And we'll see Thanks you next time. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Pleasure.